right, hello, good morning, and welcome to the Morning Tailgate here on Raider Nation Radio. We are back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studios. Lindsey Brown, Clay Baker, Vinny Bonsignor is on assignment. We'll get to him in just a second. Thank you so much for being with us as we'll go over the aftermath of the Super Bowl that was. 25-22 Chiefs over the 49ers. We will talk to Vinny in just a few seconds. Jesse Merrick, we want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. That's our phone number as well as our text line. We want to get your thoughts on the recap and where things now settle here for the Chiefs and the Niners. A lot to get into today as we will also get your thoughts up on X at RNR 920 AM. Lindsay, how are you? I'm a little bit uh, sleepy. Yeah? I'm a little bit uh, ear ringy. But you know what? Overall... I feel like I am uh, further in life, right? I've had an experience. Radio Row, mm-hmm. the Super Bowl itself. I'm a more seasoned sports professional. Don't, yes. you, don't you feel that way? Don't yes, you feel like yes. we went through a little bit of a gauntlet? We learned some things about ourselves and we got better? It's like sh- uh, a snake shedding skin. You, yeah. like, you, you come out differently afterwards mm-hmm. after going through what you went through. Yeah, the world looks different. And uh, the Chiefs are the three-time champions, and it sucks. Yeah, they don't like that. Not not a fan. (laughs) Not a fan of that. Not a fan of the fact that uh, this was a Chiefs team that was arguably the worst that they fielded in all of their championship years. And what do you know? Same damn result. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, Welcome back. Uh, Can't believe it. And now Vinny's got to bask in this, too, because he is live at the press conference for the MVP. Oh, man. So, Vinny, this doesn't end with you. There is still stories to write. There is still things to kind of like uh, push and, and, and play. And for you this morning, uh, how did it, how did you wake up after coming off an exhausting Super Bowl like that that was going every which way? Yeah, what a game. Um, you know, uh, and what a way to top off what was a spectacular week for Las Vegas. What uh, what more do you need than a, than a great game, a fantastic halftime show by Usher? Um, you know, I thought this was a great step forward for Las Vegas, and it was capped off by an overtime game, only the second in overtime history, and we saw the greatness of the Kansas City Chiefs. We saw the greatness of Patrick Mahomes, who I felt was the difference of the game. It's why he's the MVP, and we're headed over to Mandalay Bay to go talk to him. Uh, just a great week, a great game, and uh, what an event for Las Vegas. I think winning the MVP is probably one of the least desired results in a lot of different ways. I mean, the trophy's great, the honor's great, but then you have to wake up for the 8.30 a.m. press conference with you, the first chair, and then I'm pretty sure he has to take his family directly to Disney World. What are the chances that Patrick Mahomes has slept more than 20 minutes since all of this transpired? Probably, uh, well, knowing him, uh, he's probably slept, I, I would say, two hours. I would give him two hours. I know they were over at Zook, over at uh, uh, Resorts World last night. That's where the Chiefs uh, had their party, and um, there was quite the uh, the footage that was coming out of uh, Resorts World last night. So they were getting after it, but uh, he seems to be a little bit more responsible. Uh, you know, not to say that Travis Kelsey isn't, but I think Travis Kelsey likes to uh, – they had the big dang good time a little bit more. Uh, so I'm, I'm saying two hours. I'm going to give it two hours for uh, for Patrick last night. Somebody's going to have to ask. Yeah, someone's going to have to ask. I, I wonder if they're two continuous hours, though. Because... Right. <laughs> Did you fall asleep in the booth at the club right. in Zook? Right. And, like, after all that adulation, like, could you find yourself resting for more than 45 minutes at a time? Like, it's it's been a wild run for him, and that was just an incredible feat of, uh, of staying with it because, you know, many people now are starting to think, like, you know, this this game was, yes, won by the Chiefs, but also magnified a loss by the San Francisco 49ers because all these you know, little stories are starting to pop out that the Niners weren't quite prepared for the playoff overtime rules for the Super Bowl. 
Well, that's just ridiculous. You have to be on top of uh, top of everything. But you know, and and when we talked about this last week, uh, in terms of like Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy had to either play as good as Patrick Mahomes or better than Patrick Mahomes. And quite frankly, and I had an MVP vote. My MVP vote for the for the Forty ers was Christian McCaffrey. Obviously, for the Chiefs, it was Patrick Mahomes. And, I, and and to me, that says something. And and I'm not putting this loss whatsoever on Brock Purdy. But to beat the Chiefs, your quarterback has to play better than Patrick Mahomes. And you look at the losses that he's had in his playoff career, Joe Burrow twice to, to uh, 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 Manning, uh, excuse me, uh, to Tom Brady. You know, those are three, two pretty illustrious quarterbacks. That's the level of quarterback play that you have to have to beat and to take down Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And quite frankly, um, you know, Brock Purdy just wasn't up to that challenge. He played a good game. He needed to play a great game. And as far as the overtime rules, yeah, I was wondering why not, why not, why not, you know, kick the ball off and then at least have an idea of what exactly you're going to need to go beat the the paper or, 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 or the Chiefs. Do you need to kick a field goal? Do you need to score a touchdown? So I thought that was an unforced error by the 49ers. And if it, if it truly was that they didn't quite know what the rules were, uh, that's a bad look for Kyle Shanahan. Talking to Vinny Bonsignor, first chair for the Las Vegas Review Journal and renowned member of the gate. I don't have nearly as big of a problem with Brock Purdy's performance because I think other areas of the 49ers game really let them down. I think there was a lack of cohesion. There was mistakes uh, on sides of the ball that there wasn't for bigger parts of this year. And so who do you think uh, is the most to blame when it comes to that disappointment? Is it an offense? Is it a defensive? Or is it a special teams L for the San Francisco 49ers? Um, well, I, I just felt like when it got right down to it, um, and, and you could say the same thing for the Chiefs. The Chiefs had a bunch of breakdowns as well. Uh, and you look at the talent of the two teams, I feel like the 49ers are the superior team in a lot of different mm-hmm. ways, even offensively, with the weapons that they have. And that's why, again, it, it, it makes it even more pronounced what Patrick Mahomes is able to do with his legs. He was their leading rusher yesterday, you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he obviously threw for, under three, uh, for over 300 yards, two touchdowns. So, and again, I'm not, I'm not blaming Brock Purdy. What I'm saying is you need to have greatness at that position to beat them. And, and all those other little things, to me, equaled out. You know, with the lack of cohesion and some of the penalties by the 49ers, all, all of those equaled out with what the Chiefs did as well. The difference was the two quarterbacks. Uh, and, it's, it's just, it's, and, it's, and that's a tough pill to swallow if you're Brock Purdy because he played a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to beat the Chiefs, you've got to have a great quarterback performance. And I'm not sure, you, you, you guys, I, I did a story on, on Mahomes and where he ranks with Tom Brady. He is ahead of Tom Brady in every statistical category up to the age of 28. The one thing that he was behind trailing was in Super Bowl wins. Well, last night he tied Tom Brady now. At 28 years old, they both had three uh, Super Bowl championships. And every other statistical category, Patrick Mahomes is ahead of Tom Manning. Or excuse me, Tom Manning. Tom Brady, you start thinking about where he can take this because it wasn't – Brady didn't win his fourth championship until he was 37 years old. Mm-hmm. It was eight, It was nine years in between his third and his fourth. Then he ended up winning three from 37 on. If the Chiefs, who I think are a great organization that, that drafts well around Patrick Mahomes and keeps replenishing, if they can continue to do that and the Chiefs can take advantage of these next eight years better than maybe the Patriots did – their eight years, who's to say at the end of the day who's going to be the greatest quarterback of all time, the GOAT of all time? I'm not ruling out 
that Patrick Mahomes eventually um, surpasses Tom Brady. Vinny, when you think about what Mahomes can be now, like when you think about a legacy, what, what the next years will be like, I mean, we're just watching the, the first part of the, the solar eclipse that, that, we're, uh, that we're witnessing. What, what, do you, what could all be attained by the time this man's career is over? Think about how many titles and other accolades this could be. Three championships at the age of 28. There aren't that many guys that have done that. Obviously, Tom Brady did it as well. Um, and, and, and again, he has an organization that you look at their defense, it's the second youngest defense in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They keep drafting and developing, drafting and developing around him. It's why they can lose guys like, um, you know, the, the, the type of players that they've, that they've lost over the years and still be able to get right back to the big dance. So if they can continue to do that, and that's a great organization over there, then the sky is the limit because I don't see, he's not a quarterback that, solely relies on his legs. So if his athletic ability, you know, if, it, if it, you talk about like the running quarterbacks, if, if, if they get hurt or if they start diminishing their game, so much of their game gets lost um, or, or, or starts to, to, to diminish a little bit. You look at Patrick Mahomes. Yes, he's a, he, he can make plays with his legs, but it's, it's more of a Fran Tarkington type of a thing who played 18 years. He runs away from trouble rather than inviting it. Uh, as a as a running type quarterback, like a Josh yeah. Allen type of a quarterback, so he's somebody to me that if he can stay healthy, I don't know what the sky is. I don't know if there is a ceiling right now uh, for Patrick Mahomes. That's a scary thought for everybody in the AFC and including uh, the Raiders here in Las Vegas. It's a scary thought to think about him still in the prime of his life and probably being able to really extend that because you know that he wants to play as long as possible, and you know in the back of his mind. He has the goat in mind uh, as well, and I'm not. I'm not. It's it's hard to bet against him getting there. Yeah, he's certainly a, a special player, and the thing is, is that they've been here so many times that I don't think really any situation gets anything in the bunch for them, and that that's where whoever they face uh, in any big game, whether that's leading up to the actual Super Bowl or whatever is that there's so, such a calmness, and he lets the game come to him. Like, just think about what um, a benefit is to not be pressing because you haven't done it before because you're trying to figure it out. He's figured it out. They've figured it out. Uh, and if you take the three-time Super Bowl MVP out of this conversation, which chief do you think has had the biggest hand in securing this victory? Well, I think towards the end of the game, you know, Travis Kelsey came alive. Um, I felt collectively their defense, you know, uh, played, played, a, played a, a really good game. Um, you know, their, their offensive line, you know, uh, played pretty well. Although when, 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 when Mahomes was under pressure, what did he do? He ran, again, he was their leading rusher. It's crazy to me to say that, you know, and, and he did everything uh, last night. So it was, it was a typical Chiefs performance in and around uh, Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, obviously they've got, uh, a, a really good team and a really good defense, and I felt that defense showed up uh, last night for the most part. But, um, you know, kind of a collective effort everywhere else and then just brilliance at the quarterback position. Uh, Vinny, also uh, over the weekend you had produced uh, up at VegasNation.com a story with an update about Tom Brady's minority purchase with the Raiders. Uh, what, what can you tell us? Yeah, it uh, looks like that is uh, all headed to uh, to the finish line. Um I would expect a decision by uh, the owners' meeting in Orlando, which is March 24th through the 27th. It has to go to the finance committee first, but um, from from what I from what I understand and from what I've been told, uh, they've ironed out some of the wrinkles. Remember, you probably remember, uh, you know, a few months ago reading some reports 
uh, where yeah. uh, NFL owners, fellow NFL owners, uh, were a, a little bit hesitant uh, to push that thing forward based on the price that uh, that Mark Mark uh, Davis was 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 asking of Tom Brady. They got that to seem seemingly rectified. So now it'll go to finance committee in early March, uh, and if it passes that, which I expect it to, it'll go to the full ownership. Uh, in Orlando in, in late March, uh, and then I would think at that point that'll get over the finish line and Tom Brady will be a, a minority owner of about 10% of the Raiders. Do you think that original selling price was too much or too little? Uh, what, what do you think was they were balking at exactly? Too little. Yeah, too little. Too little. Um, yeah, too little. And, and, and so when you start talking, if he sells it, their, their, current evalua- their current valuation is about $5.8 million, billion, million, billion dollars, so if, if if the sale is represents that valuation uh, and ten percent of five point eight billion dollars, you do the math, uh, and 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 that's that's what Mark Davis uh, you know would be able to uh, to pocket in this kind of a deal. All right, Vinny, I know you got to run. You got the presser on the way. Thanks again for making time with us today, and we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Absolutely, can't wait to uh, to sit back in and uh, get back to our normal yeah. week. But uh, I'm still. I'm still on a high from, from this past week. It was just fantastic here in Vegas. Yeah, it was. It was a ramp that just keeps going up and up. Thanks again, Vinny. Have a great time. Uh, you too, guys. Uh, Vinny Bonsignor live over at Mandalay Bay getting ready for the MVV press conference that takes place on the Monday morning following the Super Bowl. And uh, I almost thought that, you know, that he, the way Travis Kelsey had been playing, especially in that fourth quarter, like it was so quiet. You know, both tight ends in the first half between Kittle and Kelsey. It was like, there was almost nothing going on. Literally, Kelsey had like one yard, I think, right. in the first half, <laughs> which is yeah. wild. And then you had that incident, yes, right, yep. where he was taken off the field for a differing package, and they turned the ball over. That was the Pacheco fumble, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fumbles oh, by yeah. running backs in really bad parts of the field. I mean, even that opening drive where it felt like the 49ers are gaining 10 yards at will, and then McCaffrey just fumbles it away. And and that's where, you know, you never want to say a trend or something so early on in the game sets the tone or really looms large for the rest because there's so much time to make up for it. There's so many other mistakes that are made. But for me, that was just like Christian McCaffrey doesn't fumble. Never fumbles. He never fumbles. And he does there, right? Mm-hmm. Pacheco, violent runner, like these guys were fighting for every yard. I thought the hits were incredibly violent yes. last night as well. Yeah, I, everything you know, was timed you out. You could tell mm-hmm. that they were – Competing for a championship, shocking. Um, but it was just such an overwhelmingly uncharacteristic game for the 49ers. I thought their defense played lights out, especially in that first quarter. I thought uh, Chase Young, who was getting tons of S online from their from their fan base about not trying, not doing it. He had a, a sack and then I think one of, the, one of the forced fumbles, or at least he was around it. <laughs> he was and awesome he had a caught, game. He, he had an awesome game. <laughs> Bosa was all over Mahomes. Yeah, was Bosa was doing a lot of him. stuff. He was like, they was he, he found out that they were found, finding his tendency of going inside, mm-hmm. but he stayed outside to keep Patrick from rolling right and making plays. And uh, right. boy, that's, that's a little cheat code for everyone else around Well, and it was right a cat there. and mouse thing. I'm sure it's reminiscent of what we typically see twice a year with Max Crosby and Pat where it's like every snap is a competition right either I'm going to get to you too early or mm-hmm. I'm going to get you to get to you too late and we're going to see and, and keep scoring they would kind of pat each other as they're going back and forth on the reps <laughs> yeah uh but but that's where the split maybe third of a second that Patrick Mahomes gets that that gets the play done that Brock Purdy does it right that's not on Brock Purdy that's just on the the specialness of Patrick Mahomes or the fact that 
they were down three points in overtime, and they have, was it like third and one, third and two? Mm-hmm. And they have Mahomes run that ball on, on a triple option, right? Like, no doubt. Like, they're no nervousness. And I don't even understand because I think leading up to that play, they went to hurry up offense with the second and long, or, or there was a situation like that. I'm like, why are we going to hurry up offense right now? Because you're forcing yourself into yeah. a, a, a compromised look right here. But the thing is, is that it doesn't matter. Compromised looks don't matter. He figures out a way. And Vinny's totally right about his his running style. It's not that he's running towards something. is that he runs away from things. And sometimes running away means also running forward, which his receivers also didn't do in overtime and on a snap-by-snap basis. Like, they went back, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so, it, it was like what, what was Pritch trying to tell us? Like, run your route tree and, yeah. then, and then find a way to get open. Watch him find you get open. Right. And he'll throw you open. He'll throw you open. Why not go in and, and find it? And I was wondering, like, when was Rice going to do that? You know, Travis right. Kelsey does that all the time. In fact— Kelsey on Next Gen Stats on that big 22-yard uh, catch that he had, he, they said he was running 19 miles an hour, the the fastest of his career. In seven years. Dude. In seven years. Hauling ass. Right. And <laughs> and what a big play that was. And it, it was weird because I don't think Kansas City, besides defensively, played that well. Right? I, don't, I didn't feel like Mahomes ever got comfortable. Seeing him get dragged down by his ankles all mm-hmm. the time, you're just kind of like, it felt a lot like that Raider game. Even the interception that was down the sideline, we're like, man, that thing was sky high and had way too much flutter underneath yeah. it, right? Lots but, of time. but the thing is, is that when you got down to it and the 49ers didn't necessarily make the right decision. I don't know what the right, I don't question these things. I'm not, who am I to say? I'm an expert. I'm not at all. But it, it, I was trying to figure out if it was a concern to me if the players didn't know situationally what to do. And I was like, well, not really because the coaches are the ones that are supposed to know. But if the players don't know, then that it hasn't exhaustively been gone over. And if it hasn't exhaustively been gone over, are you really prepared for that situation? No. 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 And so then, by that math, it is a problem that juice – the guy who was probably one of the most impactful juice check was one of the most impactful handful of plays yesterday, considering how little tread he does get. He didn't even know, right? And he's supposed to be veteran leader guy that knows all, right? The way they handle their fullbacks, the fullbacks seem to know like every play, have Correct. to know all the things that go on in the offense. It's just like it's one of your duties around. to hold everything because you're not carrying the offense to the same degree as a running back would. And so that's where it's just... Kyle Shanahan, when he gets into these situations and, and these leads, and again, look at who he's playing in these situations as Check well. Out, right? We want to have the GOAT mm-hmm. debate, which I think is one of the most overtired debates of all time because who cares about who's the absolute best? Everything's subjective, and it's just a trophy that doesn't matter anything when we get to the long nap anyway. But in terms of getting into a situation and not being exhaustively prepared for overtime, and I know the likelihood of – Going to overtime, very slim. Only the second time it's ever happened in the big game. Yep, pretty crazy. But it's just, if things are going to happen, chaos theory, they're going to happen. So prepare exhaustively. What if? What if? And maybe if that exhaustive preparedness where they talk to the players about it, maybe it's like, hey, logically that doesn't really make sense because they've tweaked the rules because we automatically get the ball back even if they go score seven points, right? Yeah, how about that? So maybe give, uh, like, look at that. Diversity of thought. Collaborative approach. Right. And so, um, again, it's not all down to one decision, one play, whatever, but there's just too many points where the 49ers were uncharacteristically prepared or made mistakes. And I don't care. It's Patrick Mahomes. He's going to find a way to overcome that if you're not perfect.
And Andy Reid, uh, another gem of a uh, of coaching preparedness, all the little things. Andy and Patrick seem to figure it out, and that was the cheat code against the Niners. We'll take a break, and we'll come back. We want your thoughts at seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred. Give us give us the whole realm. Uh, what was your party like? What did you think of Usher? The commercials in the game flow, all that and more. It's Lindsay and Clay on your Monday. Thank you for joining us here on the Morning Tailgates Raider Nation Radio. 702-365-9200 is the number. You can hit us up on the phones or on the text line. Same number, 702-365-9200. As we were wanting your thoughts on you know, the Super Bowl as a whole, what was it like to watch? Even the pregame as they went through the entire city of Las Vegas and really some beautiful stuff that CBS did going in and around the valley. Some great intros and montages they put together. And also, what about the commercials? You know big time money is put into that. As we'll get your thoughts, 702-365-9200. We came in with the uh, the Bud Light Genie commercial. That uh, that was uh, a <laughs> that was like heavily effused on the text line. People very much that supportive was? of that. <laughs> Were they? I what, obviously I didn't see the commercials or much uh, of the pregame stuff. Yeah. Uh, the consensus that I found was that boo yeah. on this year's commercial. <laughs> so if that is a a, a, a top of the tier. I can understand why. You can see why that maybe things were lacking. The standards weren't as high hell? as before. This is capitalism's birthday. This is when you're supposed to have the best creative juice. Oh, is it's almost like they've taken all the money out of art and now nothing is fun anymore. Nothing's good. I bet all those AI written commercials went super well, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. The ones that you're like, yeah. okay, yeah, thanks a lot for spending the money and showing up and hiring nobody to do them. Or we're just expecting a lot. We're oh, expecting to get good feelings from commercials to save us from the abyss that is our lives, right? You're like, I'm just really looking forward to these commercials to right. sell us things. I, I'm all strung out on the puppy bowl. I need something else to get yeah. me through. 702-365-9200. Great stuff. Uh, Damon Oakland saying uh, there was absolutely no bang banging this morning at work. That's why I love us. That's what I love about us. Our energy don't change. And he's got a picture of himself in the uh, in some great Raider gear as he's getting ready to work outside. <laughs> like, I know it's chilly outside, man. But uh, that's right. No one's going to come up to you today and say, hey, what would you think of that Niners play? Yeah. Speaking of weird energy. It was really quiet in that stadium at times, especially in the second half, which was kind of weird considering that was the more fireworky of the of the halves yeah. if you had to choose between the two. And then when I started to leave out of the stadium, uh, the celebrations were just kind of starting. The, the confetti had gone, everything else, but there's you know tons of people trying to get out at once. And people kept yelling at Chiefs fans, be like, Look a little happier. Your team just won the Super Bowl. Because everybody's just like, where's the exit? Where's the exit? This is just another Sunday in the in our day and age as fans. Like, this is just another one. Which which elevator is Taylor Swift going to be on, right? <laughs> and then walking outside of the stadium, which was a majority of Niner fans. Okay. Very quiet. Oh. Very quiet. Not oh. much to say. Right. Just kind of walking in silence. And so... I mean, I would rather have that than destructo mode and burn things and whatever, but I think they're kind of used to this at this point, uh, the Niners fans, of having the, the better team and still ending up losing anyway. Well, that's what I wonder. Like, If Niner fans feel like this window is now closing because they have built themselves for this point, up to this moment, to be the best out of the NFC, and they're solid at every position. You can think about every position. They have a top 12 player at each of them. Mm-hmm. They still couldn't do it. It's still not enough. It wasn't enough to beat Kansas City. And no matter what's going to happen, it's like that one will always really sting. 
Shanahan's, you know, looking back at all the decisions and moves, like that one's going to hurt. Right. Now you're competing for what was the best team to lose to the Chiefs. Right, because that's what we talk about when we get into dynastic conversations, there we go. where they they yeah. steal they steal championships from other people, and and that's the way it is. We did this for twenty damn years with Tom Brady, and that's why it's annoying that it's right again here. It's just like the Green Bay quarterback situation. You're just like one of these times, Clay. <laughs> they're gonna have a sucker in there, and it's gonna be the best three years you know, before it. they figure it out, right? Because they always ride or die with their picks, but it doesn't happen. And that's infuriating, and it makes you feel like if if the Niners with that roster can't get it done, my God, my God, and we're trying to fish for the next 15? Is there another 15? Don't ask Merrill Hodge about Caleb Williams. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Don't ask Merrill. <laughs> and the thing is that Merrill's been right about a few things that everybody else was wrong on. Merrill's okay. He has, he has the idea of saying, listen, can he, uh, can he wait a few games before we anoint him into the Hall of Fame? Correct, yeah. and, I, okay. and I think that's fair. Uh, but that's where it's it's such a wild goal because I'm seeing it on the text line as well uh, in terms of, well, to beat a generation, ta- G- East Bay Raider Gray, we need a generational talent to combat a generational talent. And every pick made in quarterback position, it, like that's, we think it's that, right? Mm-hmm. We think it's that. But what's the likelihood that we find the next one? What's the likelihood that, that that is the next one? And how many things have to go right for that he, 15, to become what he is? Because there's a lot of random stuff in the world that, like, this stopped here. They sat him down for a year. They had Alex Smith in there, so it wasn't like anybody that they were totally married to for an incumbent, right? right? Yep. And, and so it was like, well, this is almost your team. So there wasn't like this Jordan Love situation where you wait for three years and then he happens to have Travis Kelsey and all. And Travis Kelsey's been in the league for like six years, so they're not starting from scratch either. And, and so that's why it's so frustrating because there's all these moments that in every season that can derail anybody's chance of making it to the promised land. And this year was supposed to be that year for the Chiefs, and they still got it done. Right. And it's like East Bay, Raider, great. I, I get what you're saying. Like, find yeah. that generational talent to go up against the other generational talent. But, you know, the example of, like, let's build the most well-rounded team so it's more than just one guy. Right. That's what the Niners are all about, and it still wasn't enough. And that's enough. what football's about, too. Mm-hmm. It's like you shouldn't have a guy that takes up as much of the cap as Patrick Mahomes does and still find a way to succeed to the level. That, that doesn't make any sense. Like, that's against the rules, right? It is. It's just like trading a bunch of picks for a high-level running back and then not really using them effectively or he not playing his absolute best game when he needed him to. Like, oh, we put all this capital in this and it didn't work out in the biggest moment. This is the time where it has to work out. <laughs> I don't you know? know. And, I and, don't know if it's in the draft either. I don't know if the answer is right. in the draft. Even and all for a we team can like do the Raiders. is try, Clay. Right? Like, we just keep making picks and you keep hoping that it's the one. Because what are we going to do? Pack up and go home and say we're not going to play anymore? Can't do that. But Won't do that. It's just, man, it just feels like you're battling for second place until you're not. Right? And, and who knows, maybe that you can find a way to beat them in the right moment at the right time if you don't make mistakes with a, with a roster that's constructed more holistically. But I, I, it hasn't happened yet. But he's not going to be 27 for forever, right? And Travis Kelsey ain't going to be 33 for forever either. Like this, con- success isn't continuous. It has to be earned every day. It won't last forever. No. And there's so many things that you feel like, all right, so many interchangeable parts. And what will be the you know mastery and how long will Andy Reid 
will still be, continue to do this and line up and continue to coach. Mm-hmm. Because, it, you know, age is not on his side either. So it always makes you wonder, like, if you can't go and beat the Chiefs, when will they start beating themselves? Right. <laughs> Because <laughs> how else are they going to? How else are going to take down Godzilla? Have hands this year, right? Mm-hmm. After maybe it's Chris Jones being uh, basically taken out of that defense. I, I think that's the biggest way you can topple them. But then Andy Reid's literally doing pancakes with them. Uh, he's the first guy, at least that I saw, that he went to in the celebration. That was crazy, right? I'm like, what a great recruiting tool right there. Right. Andy Reid is literally starfishing me because he's so excited. It's tons of fun all and, at once. And that's, I mean, with how they've constructed things and how young their secondary is, and it's just they fortified in the right places. That's a rickety old boat, but damn it, it makes it back to the port every damn time, no matter what storm is thrown at it, and we don't understand why. It's almost like they got to deal with Davy Crockett. The only way. It's the, the only, only way. way. 702-365-9200 is the number. You can hit us up on the text line. Fabian bringing out some thoughts saying, uh, listen, bad look for Shanahan. The whiners chargered. That was so predictable. Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, they didn't do much after the first quarter. And didn't they watch the Raiders game against the Chefs? Score touchdowns, not field goals. All right, Fabian. Fabian was big on the minus four yesterday. Well, yeah, that red zone defense for the Chiefs was crazy. They couldn't muster anything out of that, and I can understand. Hey, they, you got two of the best teams there, and two of the great defenses. So you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna have to rely on your kicking. But man, special teams really started to like play a part in that. Not only did you miss that extra point, but on the special teams for field goal units, I'm sorry for your punt and kickoff returns, mm-hmm. that was a problem. That that's what also you got to look back at. Like, how did we lose this game? If you're a you know in San Francisco, you're like that's that's what it is. Like nobody thinks about special teams yeah. until actually you start messing up on them and they cost you the game. Fumbleinas all over the place yes. last night. You know what? No, who had more fumbles? The Chiefs. How many low snaps were there? Pretty scary what that I mean, was even doing. In the, yeah. Even though they think of the final drive, there's mm-hmm. a couple of shoestringers. And I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, Chiefs had recovered six loft, fumbles. Right? Get some Andre James loft out there, right? Get a little poof behind that snap. A little <laughs> air underneath there. My God. But it was, there were the Pacheco fumble. Mm-hmm. There was another fumble where he, it was a first play of the second half. Yeah. It hit him right in the shoulder. If it was a spear, he'd be dead, right? <laughs> Would have hit him. And and that was fumbled and that was recovered. Like there were at least three or four should have been fumbles. And, you know, fumble recoveries are such 50-50 things anyways, right? Like the opening fumble for Christian McCaffrey or the Pacheco one as well. But Had he not fumbled, do you, I think they were going to score in that first oh, drive. Oh, a thousand percent. they looked unstoppable. The and, Niners? Yeah, the Chiefs oh. were looking around like, how do we do this? They score that on that drive. I guarantee the overhits on that game. Okay. Because I, yeah. I think it's boom, 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 boom. And because the same thing happened with the Niners defense versus the Packers and 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 the, whoever they played next, where in those opening drives, the offense goes out there and starts toying with them. You're like, I thought we were supposed to be really good. I thought we were supposed to be the, the best front in the NFL, and you guys are just moving through us like we're the turnstiles at a subway place, which nobody knows what they are because we don't have that level of public transportation out here. But someday oh, we will. Days. Someday we Please will. Please give us the light Those, rail. Yeah, or at least connect them all on the, on the, on the strip. That would have been helpful last night, I'm sure. I, I'm curious, if you were out and about last night, what time you got home and your traffic situation because it was heinous. <laughs> heinous at parts. And so, yeah, I it was just... If they if you don't have those big time mistakes early on in the game, I don't think we get as sloppy of a game 
And I don't think the defensive lines are as effective as they were because it's just, even though they didn't get home, I think Patrick Mahomes was technically sacked more times than Brock Purdy, but Brock Purdy was never allowed to be comfortable either. Like there was so much penetration. There were so many throws that were just a little Mm -hmm. bit off or just a little bit early, late, whatever, that did not end up in the hands of their receivers. And that's all because of the ferocity of that defensive line front. And that was present for both sides of the ball from the get-go right away. Yeah, the timing was off. And uh, Brock needed more time or whatever it needed. Uh, He just did not have it. And he was, you could tell that he was starting to really suck a lot of air in there because it was was like a deer-in-the-headlights moment about to happen. Let's get some thoughts. 702-365-9200, North Las Vegas, the site with Dark Side Don. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. What's going on, everyone? Hey, we're recovering. Good. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm great. I didn't watch the the, the madness, so I'm I'm groovy. <laughs> other than the fact, other than the fact that I'm tired of seeing this, this team win. Sure. Yeah. Um, this is the this is going to be the worst iteration we see of this team for a few years. Yeah. They won the won the chip. So for me, that's kind of gross. Um, I kind of <laughs> I have to I have to agree with. East Bay Ray to Gray. Um, so in order to be greatness, you're going to have to have greatness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then usually when you're going up against greatness, if we look at history, when you're going up against greatness, and if you do have greatness on your team, it's not great enough. For example, um, Jordan went up against greatness. Charles Barkley was great. Patrick Ewing was great. Carl Malone was great. Um, Clyde Drexler was great. He made all of them chipless. You know, um, mm-hmm. that's my fear when it comes to freaking Pat Mahomes. Um, are we gonna? Are we seeing somebody that's gonna go up against other greats and make them chipless? Um, we have an opportunity in the draft to possibly go and get somebody that we can look at and say, well, now we have a franchise quarterback that might be able to go and kind of even the playing field. But, again, like Lindsey was saying, it's hard to go and draft for 15. Um, so if, if, we're, if, if we're in that, in, that, in, that, in that mindset of going, which I hope we are, in that mindset of going to get um, somebody that we can kind of even playing for with when it comes to 15, we can't hope and expect, we can pray, but we can't hope and expect that um, he's going to be as great as 15. We just have to continuously build. The only way we're going to be able to stop this team is by Raider Nation. That's how I feel. I don't see it any other way. The only team that's going to be able to end this ridiculousness that I, I feel and see and hate right now at this, at, on this very day is Raider Nation, and the Raiders is going to have to put it, put it into it. So that's where, that's where I'm at today as of this morning, Monday morning. Let's, I'm tired of it. Let's put it into it. Heck yeah. Thank you, Don. Thanks, Don. Have a great day, buddy. I love that. The only solution is a spiritual one. And it's the nation. And that's a thing, like, that's kind of what it takes when you're going up against somebody as prolific as Mahomes. We're starting to get into this pedestalization as if Mm -hmm. he wasn't there already, but it's just they're there comes a, a cloak that will go over teams. And thankfully, the readers beat their ass at home for Christmas. And well, they're cats for this whole thing. You're welcome. You're welcome for the great cigar lounge that they created for you last night as well. Change. Take Catalyst every for damn note of what was damaged because there's going to be hell to pay in the future. I was like, I hope they partied it up in that locker room last night. I hope 
that there's stuff falling down from the ceiling. I do. Because I want, I want that vengeance infused. And I know that the nation's going to be behind this. And they're not deterred. They're not intimidated. But they know what they need. And it's just the scarcity of finding someone like that. Right? Yes. Yep. It's, it's wild. And all you can do is, is keep picking and keep trying and keep building. Because I, I do believe there's a degree of you, you got to find your guy. But if you can find a way to just get a, him a little bit more deterred when he gets a little bit slower and Kelsey's a little bit less, you know, all these little things are not so superhuman. It's, it's as, as superhuman as they seem, they're not because the Niners had a chance. Just like how last year the Eagles had a chance. That's the other thing that's annoying. Like he won it on one ankle last year, and then he was healthy this year, and his team was not that mm-hmm. great, and he still find a way. Like every Super Bowl, as you add up to him, are, are made up of little moments where it went A instead of B. Yes. Yeah. And, and you so got, that, you got it. Like the spirit of your team to define that sort of, you know, resiliency and motivation. Max even said it last week. Yep. I hope the Chiefs win because that's just going to further our motivation to knock them off the pedestal. Right. And the thing is, is like the pedestal is this this almost unachievable goal. But switching one play from A to B is is something you can. That's you break it down. That's what the process is. Instead of you getting uh, a yard and uh, 1.7 yards, we're working for 1.3, like A to B. So I push you a little bit more inside two or three inches and you're going to catch this person's shoulder and it's not going to be nearly as bad. And so that's where you can find a way to beat the greatest of all times. You just have to do it every single time because you expect them to do it. Yeah, it's not about flukiness, about catching them at the right time. Mm-hmm. It's about being in a quest for perfection to go and beat the best. We'll take a break and come back with your thoughts. More on the other side at 702-365-9200. Let's get back to the morning tailgate, the show that's better than an alarm clock to start your day. In the second hour, we want to get your thoughts up on uh, phones at 702-365-9200. Why the Chiefs are so annoying this year (laughs) and what annoys you the most about it all. Uh, we got a long list ourselves, 702-365-9200. Let's get some more thoughts from the phones out to Colorado with Mark. Mark, I'm glad you called in, man. Good morning to you. What do you make of all this? Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good, thank you. How's the uh, casualty count in Vegas going this weekend? I mean, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of walking zombies out there today, and uh, and some of them in, at Lotus Broadcasting. Yeah. <laughs> Most of them at Lotus Broadcasting. Well, let's see. Uh, the biggest thing that stood out for me in the game is, is this, and this is true for any team. Take the Chiefs off the table. You let another team hang around like that, they're going to beat you. Mm-hmm. And they just let them hang around. Uh, and a couple errors I saw. One, I mean, at least my prediction of getting a bunch of sacks for the 49ers somewhat came. They needed four. They got three. You know, um, I will say that it's very unusual, and it's hard not to side with the conspiracy theorists when there's not one holding call, not one, against Kansas City that fourth quarter. I, I, I don't know how many times I've probably screamed at the – Screened at number 74, just doing what he does, which is, you know, clothesline defensive ends when they're rounding that corner. I felt sorry for him there, but I know how that feels because I saw Max Crosby get robbed every single weekend. Over yeah, that's over. sus, considering they were one of the most penalized teams in the league, too. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, the, no penalties? Really? Yeah. I mean, there was just – so I'm going to call a little bit shade on that, but there's that portion. But, you know, fourth quarter, they're calling – 40 years of calling passing plays on first down, right? Mm-hmm. I mean – Kansas City wasn't great against the run. They were better yesterday. I'll give them that. But they often would just let things break open because they they play a lot of press defense right on the line. If you can pop one, you're gone. And they didn't commit to it. 
You know, so I, I just thought that, you know, uh, they made too many mistakes. 49ers made too many mistakes in order to fill that game out. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, you let another team, I don't care what team it is in the NFL, but if it's, especially if it's Pat Mahomes, you let him hang around within one score, there you go. <laughs> yep. You're playing with fire. Good call, Mark. Thanks, Thanks for doing Mark. it. Yeah, San Francisco gained one yard on first down in the third quarter. Like, so we heard about the Chiefs' second half defense, did we not? Oh, yeah. A, a long and storied folk yes. songs being in, enacted right now about it. Yes. But uh, again, it wasn't like San Francisco didn't have chances. Like, in that second half, remember the opening drive, Pacheco bobbles it and nearly fumbles it. They pick it up, and it ends up being okay. But then Mahomes makes a terrible decision, throws one high, uh, and floaties that the 49ers came down with. Mm -hmm. And San Francisco was killing Kansas City in the field position game. Was killing them. Because there's one where there was a downed punt like two or three three yards from the end zone. There was, yeah. And Mm -hmm. that puts Kansas City in a really tough spot. Like Kansas City fans really did not have a fun time at that game until basically the fourth quarter. It was very quiet, very chill. A lot of punts. A lot of broken up passes for both sides. Yeah. Off- I wrote offense for both sides very hard to find. Almost all passes downfield are being broken up, and small runs that eventually end up punted away. I and- mean, at ten three at the half, you're probably thinking like, when like it's just like a dam ready to collapse. People are snooze festing. They're like, this yeah. is the worst Super Bowl ever. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. Yeah, I, I saw it. I, I liked it because the, each play was like very significant. So you're just wondering, like, all right, where is this going to go? Because right. it wasn't quite the blowout you could think. But at ten three, it looked very paltry. Yeah, it didn't look like you know Kansas City really had an answer, and it was just like a matter of time for San Francisco to just pull away and win that game. Right, and they punt the ball again because they can't get anything going. Patrick Holmes being chased, but not chased enough forward to get first downs. And then all of a sudden, you get a bobbled punt from the 49ers. The Chiefs get the ball in the red zone like they just threw a 60-yard play down the field. And then they immediately score on the next play. (laughs) It's not just the score. It's the immediacy in which it happens. And then all is well. All is good. Like, to, to Mark, our, our caller's point, exactly right that the 49ers never actually took hold of that game. So all it took is a couple of ringer dingers, yep. and then all of a sudden, boom, you're there. And they're there, and you've been working this hard to keep them at this deficit, and it only took that much to get back, and now you have nothing. Like, once an overtime started, I go, this puts all the pressures on the 49ers. It does. Because if I'm them, and I've played this whole game, and, and it, it starts anew, right? It starts anew in the overtime frame. And... All, all the pressure, the moment, everything's back at zero, and you're competing against 15. I was like, I, I don't care what they do. It's probably not gonna. It's probably not gonna work for them. And once they went down and kicked the field goal, and I was just, I taped Kelsey and, and Mahomes just waiting for that kickoff to go because I knew it was gonna be the final drive. There's no way they're not walking away with six, right? There's no way. There's no way. There's inevitability to it. It was sick, man. I tell you what, it was, when you wake up in the morning like this on Raider Nation Radio, you're like, ah, we have to talk glowingly yeah, it is what about it is. the Chiefs in a recap fashion. But what annoys you the most about this? Because there were times uh, during the season where you felt like the Chiefs were more vulnerable than they ever have been. No, not so much. And also, what do the Raiders need to do? All that and more in the second half. It's Raider Nation.